is Yao. Welcome back to the Multi-Dimensional Journey. This is your host, Ayahuasca Carr. And thank you so much for returning back to the channel, to the podcast. And this channel is all about spirituality, wellness, mental health. And we talk a lot about ayahuasca on this channel. I am a trauma-informed ayahuasca preparation and integration coach. And today we're talking about a very important topic. It's how to move through triggers. And really the how to part is uh, definitely what we're going to be going over today. And, you know, in my opinion, it's the most empowering part because triggers or emotional material in our lives, whether that's internal or external, is definitely going to be a part of our healing and expansion and growth journey, especially on the ayahuasca path. And, you know, whether ayahuasca is involved or not, it is it is a part of life. And it is so much more empowering when we know how to work with these situations. Um, as they will naturally arise in in our lives. So today I'm really excited to go over with you, you know, exactly how how to work through this. So basically, you know, what is a trigger? So a trigger is an internal message or an external message that brings up emotional, mental, and physical material that's often, you know, feels it can feel distressing, it can feel overwhelming. The word trigger, I, in my opinion, usually references to kind of a, a large experience that is a messenger to the past, a doorway to the past, um, a doorway to something that's deeper within us that gives us the opportunity to unpack, right? And I do think that mentality is really important to keep in mind. I think for me, it's it's been a total reframe to start to look at triggers as opportunities for growth rather than feeling helpless or powerless or um, feeling small, you know, and that's where uh, the how-to has really helped me. Once I knew how to work through the trigger, then the paradigm and the whole mental uh, kind of lens totally changed for me. So... We're going to go through from beginning to end and just want to, you know, invite you to think about a recent trigger that you've dealt with, whether it was in relationship or just within yourself, kind of think about something that recently kind of really brought up some emotional energy for you. And if you don't want to think about that, you don't have to, you know, it just might be helpful um, to bring in a more personal experience through throughout this process. So the first thing, um, we want to acknowledge that we are triggered. This is probably the, the most key and conscious and important piece here is that we have to be able to be aware and be conscious of when we're triggered. So a trigger is usually when you know we feel really calm, maybe things are going really well, and then all of a sudden like something kind of like rah you know, is a little jarring and it kind of, you know, makes a, makes an emotional experience internally. And so we want to consciously 
acknowledge it, and then we want to move into grounding and centering before we begin to unpack, assess, analyze, go deep with it. It's really hard to actually unpack a trigger if we're in the middle of it, right? So we want to ground and center ourselves through deep breathing, through just kind of, you know, we could go outside and go out into nature, even if it's just in our backyard to sit, maybe look at the sunset or the sunrise or just be present with nature or, you know, to sing or whatever's going to get us back in our body and get us back into a regulated state. Um, if you're interested in more grounding or mindfulness videos, I have a ton of those in my library. So if you know, if you haven't gotten to that place just yet, and you're wanting to know how to do that, just check out my other videos um, or my podcasts as well. So the next step is to begin to identify and unpack what is happening. So the first step in this is to kind of really go within, you know, to take a moment to go within after we've ground and centered. And we're not going to always be able to do this like right after it happens or right when it's happening. Sometimes we just kind of breathe through it. And then when we do have the opportunity to kind of look at the material, whenever the time is appropriate for you. So this process will be done whenever that time is good for you. So basically we want to we go in and we first want to identify the emotion, you know, whether it's anger or rage or sadness or frustration, being able to go in and say, okay, what emotions am I feeling? And then, then from there, we want to be able to go into those emotions and ask ourselves, you know, where is that being held in the body? Is it being held in my chest, in my shoulders? Maybe I'm really stuck in my head. Is it being held in my head? If that is the case, by the way, if you do feel really stuck in your head, that's probably a sign that you're in some rumination. So you do want to try to drop more into the body and begin to locate the sensations in the body. And then wherever in the body, we actually want to begin to contextualize and observe and describe what that sensation feels like that the emotion is leading us to. So say it's in the stomach and we want to say or think about or observe or feel into like, okay, so it feels like a very large sensation. Maybe it's the color brown and it feels sticky and gooey and it just feels like a lot of muck. We just want to go into a place of where we can contextualize and describe. And basically what this is doing is, is allowing us to create space between, you know, ourselves and the material we're working with. So this is all of a mindfulness practice. You know, that's why we want to do that grounding and centering first and then move into processing the trigger or analyzing it or unpacking it. So we feel like we have some space with it, right? Because usually when, when it first comes up, we can't see the forest from the trees, so that's why we ground, and then we kind of go into this process. So we want to observe and describe that sensation as much as possible. And then the other thing that's doing, actually, is it's allowing us to get into the practice of tracking our experience. So much easier said than done, of course, but, you know, with practice, it, it definitely becomes more automatic. And then we want to be able 
to really begin to feel into the part of ourselves where this is coming from. You know, we want to maybe, you know, locate within this feeling, within this sensation, within the body, you know, maybe asking ourselves, what is this part's story? And what is this part's core belief? This person hurt me. Why did they do that? I'm so confused. I'm not good enough. I don't feel safe. I can't trust people. We want to really go in and find out what the story is and what the core belief is. And then we want to try and feel into, you know, is this coming from a, a place in my past? You know, is this reminding me of a family of origin dynamic, a mother and father dynamic, um, you know, relating to me either with from my mother or my father or my siblings, or maybe it's reminding me of an experience when I was a teenager, you know? So we want to locate where in the timeline it's coming from. And then we actually want to begin to start a dialogue with that part. So, we're almost like turning towards the parts and we're asking it, you know, what do you need? I understand you feel this way. I understand you're going through this. What do you need? I need to be comforted. I need love. I need support. I need to be heard. I need to be seen. I need to be understood. You know, and it helps to journal all this down as you're going through this process. So you just kind of keep it all organized. So getting like a little sheet in front of you, like I have right here in front of me. And so once we locate the parts need and desire, right, we can give that to ourselves through a process called reparenting. That's something that's a huge pillar in my own journey. And then what I also teach my students. But so let's just say let's just pretend that we went in and the feeling of sadness and I feel it in my heart, I feel maybe a caving in my shoulders. And I feel that maybe that inner child that feels abandoned and neglected. And I ask that inner child, what do you need? I need to be loved. I need to be supported. I need to be seen. And we ourselves can step in and provide that support and that understanding and that love, right? And so this process can, can take much longer than we're going through it right now, but this is, we're kind of just going through it for the purposes of demonstration. So once we are able to go through that process and really feel, and of course there could be the potential of like a grieving process, feeling very emotional, expressing that through tears or anger or having a somatic release, all of that is welcomed here, right? And then... You know, there's there's the, the next part, which if we do want to take our emotional experience or what we just went through, right, to an actual dynamic or a relationship that's external, if, it, if it, that is required, right? It's not always required, but sometimes, you know, we want to be able to express this need to somebody else. So the key here is to really make sure that the person that we're choosing to express it to, we, we have some evidence that we know we feel vulnerable, we can feel vulnerable with them. They know, we know they're not going to judge us. And we know they have the communication skills to work through, you know, hearing and, and sensing our own experience. This would not be recommended if you know that 
you know, this, this person that you're having a, a conflict with that you, you kind of know, like, they're not going to be able to hear me or see me. I know they're going to judge me. Um, that would be a good sign that it's probably good to, it's time to set a boundary with that person, you know, and really setting boundaries for yourself. Like, do I really want this person in my life? If over and over again, they've shown me, they can't really be there for me. So the, the assumption is, is that, you know, that this person that you're going to be taking this request to or this need to or this pure authentic expression to that they have you know the uh the communication skills um so then what that would look like is kind of approaching the person being like hey there's something that's really you know on my heart and i wanted to share that with you let me know when it would be a good time to share that with you and um so you guys schedule a time and you want to go in there feeling resourced and grounded and centered and you want to express this need and say the need is, um, let's, let's just take the scenario that maybe, maybe every time you get, you know, schedule with your friend, they're like 30 to 45 minutes late. And this happens pretty consistently. And like, you just notice yourself getting resentful about it, you know, because you don't understand why it's happening. And you want to be able to authentically express this resentment, right? So you say, hey, I, I really love the time we spend together. I love seeing you. There's just one thing that's kind of on my heart that's kind of bothering me. And I, I'm i really hoping for us to have a conversation so I can understand it more deeply, which is, you know, I've noticed that you're late consistently and I'm not, I'm not too sure why. And I noticed that it's bothers me and I just would love to have an open dialogue. So I would love to hear from you, you know, what's going on for you um, that this keeps happening. And so the friend responds like, hey, thank you so much for bringing this up. This has actually been something I've been meaning to talk to you about. It's been really tough in the home you know, with everything that's changing and the family, and it's just really hard to coordinate things. And I'm really scrambling at last minute to, you know, orchestrate things. And I really appreciate your patience. And I actually really appreciate you bringing this up because this is something that's been on my mind too. So what I'm going to do is just, you know, make sure that we either schedule at a later time, just so I can ensure that I can orchestrate things. And, um, I, I really appreciate you bringing it up to my attention. So, you know, bringing up the the need or the want isn't always going to guarantee that the person is going to do exactly right what you request. Compromise is obviously um, needed. And as you can see in this situation, that there was a deeper understanding that was accomplished. You know, now the person knows that it's, it's like it's they have a lot going on they can more deeply understand what's going on for the other person and be empathetic towards their situation you know maybe you know in this scenario um maybe that person who's coming with their concerns doesn't like have kids and they don't really understand that world but now with a conversation with vulnerability with more connection we can come to a deeper understanding of each other, each other and feel more connected um, in the relationship. And 
you know, more importantly, you know, it's like gives us that chance to really deeply understand ourselves and what our wants and our, what our needs are, know that we can meet those needs ourselves and also empower empower ourselves to move through, you know, conflict in relationships or know how to work with it. And this is, you know, this is an example of a relationship trigger, which is often where our triggers are uh, mirrored, so to speak. Um, there's, there's an author, his name's Michael Brown. He created something called the presence process, which is incredible. I really recommend um, if you're really into this work to get that book because it gives you an entire system and framework how to work with this, um, how to deepen your relationship to your triggers and how to work through them. And he talks about, you know, the mistake that most of us make is like we get upset about the messenger rather than looking at the message. And it's really a reframe around looking at our triggers as a way to grow, you know, rather than being reactive and projecting, which a lot of us do, right? Just naturally, because we're human and that sort of thing. And when we're really wanting to kind of empower ourselves to shift this in our lives and to you know feel like we have the skills to move through it in a healthier and more empowered way this is definitely the key here and it's really about taking full responsibility for our experience you know if we fall to not speaking up and internalizing and creating narratives and creating assumptions it's kind of, you know, a lot of that stuff stacks up on each other. So when we use this process, we're able to consciously go within, locate the feeling, the sensation, the body, the story, and then locate the need and the want and then empower ourselves to communicate. So I hope that was really helpful for you. Of course, like I'll say again, it's easier said than done, but the more we can practice, the better. And the best people to start practicing with are the people that we feel safest with in our lives. If we don't feel like we have a lot of practice, we can take really simple scenarios, you know, or we can even just share with people we feel really comfortable with and saying like, hey, I'm working on this process in my life where you know, when I get triggered, I want to be really curious about it and I really want to know and understand what's going on with me. Can I share my process with you? You know, and just being, being able to take people into that, you know, that can be really, really helpful and really, really empowering. So I hope that has, this has uh, been helpful for you in knowing how to move through triggers. And I'll leave the link for Michael Brown's book below. It's really, really incredible. It's such a powerful practice. And if you have any questions or comments, leave your comments below here on YouTube. And if you're listening on the podcast, uh, just leave your comments uh, down below as well. And uh, yeah, guys, thank you so much for stopping by. And as always, remember why you came here. I'll see you guys next time. Bye.